Check one, two, one, two. Five, the D Word dives deep into dance through dirty dialogue with guests from all across the art world. Hey, I'm your host Renata, and welcome to the D Word. So yeah, where the fuck are you from, bitch? <sighs> My name is Cigarette. I'm from Baltimore. No, I'm from Baltimore, and I'm from like Baltimore City, which a lot of people say they're just from Baltimore. So. But my, you know, my parents divorced when I was like two. So for a long time, they both lived in the city. And then as I got older into like high school, my mom had moved to the county. Okay. And so I had a city county life. Yeah. I grew, always grew up dancing. Okay. Yeah. Cool. We, we can get to the D. Yeah. Let's get to the D. Yeah. I always grew up dancing and I, I am a child of uh, Baltimore club music. Okay. So, so like, you know, from a very young age, I was always, my brother would take me, whenever we'd go anywhere, like my dad would always take us to like weird grown up parties. Oh, dope. And like the Baltimore Convention Center, we'd go there for New Year's Eve, which is like, we would just run around and my brother would like, not pimp me out, but you know, he's six years older. He'd be like, all right, go. And like push me into the middle of the dance floor. So I grew, because my mom put me in dance really young. Okay. And since they were both like full-time working. Yeah. I was always just running around. What were you doing? From, yeah. Jazz is obviously my favorite. So when I would be like at home, we'd all be like, home would be my dad's house because that's also where we all used to live. Okay. And me and my brother would be hanging out, dancing, blasting music, doing what kids do, playing basketball in the backyard, blah, blah, blah. And then in my mom's house, she would just be like, go do your homework and like, I would just like sit in my room and not do it because okay. I refuse. <laughs> but was she was she supportive of you being in ballet and jazz and blah blah blah? Yeah, so she so I did all these things. Everything was kind of like dance was just I was just a mover. I've always been a body person and what sign are you? I'm an Aquarius, Aquarius, Gemini, rising. So oh, wait. Yeah. Okay. And I guess I'm like trying to think about how to speak to it. Because in the past, I would have a narrative about, I grew up poor and like this type of way. But like through my therapy, you know. Shout out. Shout out therapy. Yeah. (laughs) uh, I'm just like, how do I speak to it? But because I think my parents and family was always so busy. I grew up, you know, village type of vibe. Grandma this way, grandma that way. Always being kind of moved around. Okay. Like being in my body was... In any case, I was just in my body. I was very athletic. My dad's a runner. My dad was like a crazy alcoholic. But like we connected. He would always like hustle me in sports. And like we would go running together, do all these things together. And then when I was a teenager, you know, probably as a reflection of my dysfunctional family and just... A reflection of the world and culture I was Bro. like you know interested in being cool and partying at like too young you know I saw the hot girls and I was like I want to be friends with the hot girls like doing weird freaky stuff yeah, yeah. and when I was like 12 or 13 I wanted to quit ballet and I was they were like well you can't quit ballet unless you uh, you can't do jazz unless you do ballet so I quit dance completely who was saying that your parents no just like the place where oh. I went Okay. They were like, you have you have to do all... Of- I mean, I've been... Di- kind of in- true. Yeah. I'd been with them since I was, like, literally three. They were a studio... They were, like, conservatory, kind of, or, like, more competition vibe or more commercial vibe. It wasn't competition. I don't... There was... No, there was competition. I also did gymna- competitive gymnastics. Oh, okay. Cool. And I kind of quit both of them a similar time. I don't have this memory, but my mom said that I wanted to quit gymnastics 
perhaps because I was embarrassed that she would like have to clean the place. Because okay. we couldn't really afford it, because it's okay. like, that shit gets pricey. Yeah. It and we, all gets fucking yeah, pricey. I was going, like, yeah. every day, every school day after okay. school. But anyways, so then I kind of forgot that. I think me and Monica connected on a similar vibe where I just started, like, you know, sneaking out of the house, going to underage clubs. And then, you know, as I was older, still going to overage clubs, underage. And, like, you know, standing on the bar, standing on the subwoofers, booty dancing, you know, just... So you were just you were dancing on those types of floors. Yeah. Cause you cause you quit gymnastics and dance. I quit gymnastics and dance, and then I was like interested in partying and the social environment of being alive and a teenager. Yeah. Pretty much like the movie Thirteen. You know, that's why I've been following you for that while. I was like, this shit is triggering. For me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, I know all this. I don't want to. I don't want to do this again. But I did yeah. enjoy the first season. Anyway, so yeah, that was kind of like. I guess in my relationship to dance, it was, like, I was always dancing in, like, my community. Like, just yeah. people, there's always music playing everywhere. What, like, what like got you, sorry, what got oh, yeah. you, like, excited in, like, um, the studio? What about jazz made you mad hype? Yeah. Well, I think that it's, like, a bit more free and more snappy. Yeah. You know? More, and it's more rhythmic. Like, bitch, mm, I ain't never okay. do modern, okay? You know okay. what I'm saying? Like, okay. I've tried to go to modern classes in my adult life, and yeah. what, what I, kind it doesn't of modern make any class? sense to me. You know, where, like, the things just don't make sense. Which, like, I like to do that maybe on my own, but, with, but there's trying to learn that choreography makes me feel like I'm broken. Which is fun for me. I'll laugh at myself, but usually the ladies up in there just are really serious. Right. And there's, like, a lack of, like, playfulness and therefore musicality. Yeah. And that's why... You're totally. not into it? Yeah. Okay, yeah. yeah. I agree. I've always been I a rhythmic, agree. like, interest. A little bit. Yeah. But to answer that question, I mean, I've always liked improvising. And I think, you know, like I said, I kind of grew up in, not competitive, but just, like, kind of a flex way. Like, we make a dance circle. And, like, everyone gets in one by one. And it's, it's like kind of like dance battle, but it wasn't formal. Like, as I've gotten older, it's interesting to see that that's, like, a thing that happens, not revolving around... Uh, a club or you know and you feel you feel like mad you were like feeling mad confident even when you were little to just like jump into a cypher yeah probably more so now I'm you know I think as a teen I got a little bit as I got older as a teen I started to feel the backlash of sexual being sexual sexualized as a woman and if I would play into it for a long time, and then as I got older, it was confusing. Mm-hmm. And then I'm drinking, doing drugs, so it's, like, all confusing. Yeah. <laughs> but I like improvising, but I also, like, I love learning choreography. Like, for a while, I was like, we should start a club where it's, like, everyone comes and every, we just keep passing off every, like, four or eight count. I mean, I like, I think improvising at this point, because of the last, whatever, 30-plus years... I'm, like, very self-aware now, and now I'm trying to very much, like, detach from that self-awareness and, or, uh, objectively being self-aware. Okay, like, so, like, remove judgment and, yeah, like, just yeah. be present, AF, yeah. unbothered. Because the, the progression is, like, dance for fun, dance in class, perform from the class, quit the class, now you're dancing for partying. Now you're dancing to gain attention or whatever other gifts you shall receive mm-hmm. or sexual attention. And then and then I would dance like, you know, uh, in college I tried to like minor in dance because I know I just secretly dance all the time. Yeah. It became a private thing for me. Yeah. Where I'd always record myself or, um, you know, 
dance with the doors shut. It became super something I did alone. Dancing, no one's watching. Yeah. Yeah. Like the Madonna song. Lock the door, whatever. You know, <laughs> I forget what song that is, but it's like... But anyways... So you you went to Micah? No, I didn't. Monica did. Oh, okay. I went to school for a sports scholarship. Damn! They had to hustle me because 10th grade, we call it my blue period. I was just like, my dad had been in work release jail. And I guess guess the therapist says that's why I was quote unquote like using drugs. I just thought I was hanging out with the cool kids. And I like failed. Like I just didn't go to class after lunch. And so... In junior year of high my, school, mm-hmm, and in okay. junior year, my my f- uncle, this guy Jim, and then my dad were like, "We gotta hustle her with sports because I'm just a very yeah love to fuck around on the field." Good, good for yeah. them. Yeah. So that was how we got me into college. Okay. Which I went to school at Old Dominion, which is in Norfolk, Virginia, for lacrosse. Damn girl. Which is with like super, legs. like. The culture is weird. And like, what was a lacrosse major schedule like? Like, were you legit running all the fucking time? Yeah, I mean, it was Division One, so that's like you know the most competitive. Or so. Wow. So, so you like, were competing. You were running and competing. Yeah. So we were. You know. So I really didn't get a great education. I mean, I did, but you know, I don't. I wouldn't get let my child play a Division One sport in college because didn't wasn't. I was training. You know. I was, uh, weightlifting, running, conditioning. Wow. So, and then towards the end of college, I started, I took like a therapeutic recreation class and I was really into surfing at the time. And then I worked with these, this place where they take like autistic children surfing. And, you know, I was really obsessed with like the spirituality of, you know, essentially being embodied and like spatial awareness. You're fucking floating on water. So many things. And I think that was kind of the onset of like kind of changing the way I was perceiving my innate way of moving. Because then later, you know, now I'm, I, the last whatever years study just like all different kinds of movement modalities. And a lot of them are mostly therapeutic or understanding embodiment or just the plethora of information that's already in our anatomy, mm-hmm. just how that extends outward. Mm-hmm. So... Wow, seeing an autistic kid understand the way his body moves in water and trying to get up on a surfboard. Yeah, it's very freeing. Wow. I mean, that was my experience with it, too. Yeah. And in that, too, it's like I just also... That's how I experienced, like, quote-unquote liberation or Mm. or just freedom from whatever it is in life, whether that's family or, you know, society. It's like through moving is like there's all this potential and like this this unknown of experience how did training look like for you as a lacrosse runner versus or is it similar to the training that you give yourself as a performer movement dancer whatever well i think it's yeah it's an interesting question it feels very different i mean there was in my narrative that i have i've come to in my brain Like, there was, uh, my, I love my father. He's taught me to be, like, whatever kind of epic craziness I may be. What's his name? Uh, Bob or Robert. I kind of, I had, like, an issue with performing because he was there and I was always worried about what he's saying to the rich parents, you know, like, Mm -hmm. I was very, from a young age, I was always very conscious and I felt like I was performing because 
I maybe had some strange dynamics at home Mm -hmm. and I was very conscious that like was not the same for my friends Mm -hmm. so especially at that level you know a lot of the parents that they come in their fur coats and like you know they're from a different class Mm -hmm. and so I always felt very anxious because if he had a drink like he would just get filterless and say some crazy shit and he would come to all the games so so I was not I and I wasn't I hadn't been through the amount of uh digestion and yeah therapies self-work to understand what was going on I just felt like intense tense rather I didn't even know Mm. what anxiety meant I don't even know if I had it I felt like college and a little bit after college I just fucking glided but I wasn't probably um so it feels very different because especially once you know I started performing and I knew that I'm not performing like Madonna, even though that's who I idolized as a child, it's like I'm performing almost in revolt against the way you think I should be performing. So I think the transition from athletics to dancing when it used to be private and then allowing it to be public, you know, before I perform sometimes, I can't help it. It stems from my that prop that situation, but I'll be like, fuck all y'all for watching me. Let's do this. And then I get very like <laughs> Fuck it up for you bitches, because you don't even know what is going to happen. So so my movement at practice, which is a lot more therapeutic, is actually like very counter or opposite that my performing practice, in a sense. And the but when you say performing mediate, practice... But like, So like to show someone how I'm moving in like a formal setting or okay. not at the club, not at... But it's like I spend a lot of time like taking classes, you know, like somatic okay. experiencing, yoga, okay. all this stuff... That's, and I teach that, and that's very different from me being like, all right, motherfucker, here, I come up on stage. Interesting. I'm still trying to understand it myself. The sport would be like me, like, I was really great in practice, but on games, I would get, like, anxious, but not understand it. I would just fuck up and not get it. Oh, okay. But in reflection, I'm kind of like, I think I was anxious because I was always worried. That you're dark. Yeah, and also worried about doing things the right way, probably. And that's why, of course, you know, dance is so... It's always been so freeing, and then as that became performative, yeah. I kind of re- leaned into the aspect of being like it being a bit more aggressive, even though there's not a, there's not per se like an anger. It's more like Aggr- like an ownership of like yeah. this is what I am and this is what I'm gonna do. Yeah, and on- and also like y'all don't know. Yeah, y'all, y'all don't, just know. don't know. Y'all don't know shit. Look, yes. Yeah. In the past, when I do solo pieces, I also like feel like feel like I lean a bit on alcohol or you know which which I haven't been doing recently like you know it in a in the flocked format like when I perform with Monica I've gotten to a point where at this point I'm like I'll get mad at her I'll be like do not drink the vodka for the performance like we've got to fucking hit that cue um but at the same time you know I don't know if she was this I had like a existential crisis like a couple years ago because I just see images of me like half naked with clown makeup and I'm like, that's not me. Like, I don't feel attractive. I don't feel like Mm -hmm. I started to warp my perception of like Mm -hmm. who I was, which it didn't uh, encompass the full of who I am. One point got to me when I became like, you know, I'm not, I'm not, I'm no longer, the photos tagged of me on Instagram aren't photos of me hanging out. They're me performing. Mm -hmm. And all I see is this like character which is a reflection mm-hmm. of experiences and of culture, but... Um, so Vernacular Institute is kind of like the gallery that I work with in Mexico City. I did a piece with them in June, and it was two days, 
and Isabel was actually in it. This was the first time that I was meeting her. We performed Friday night, mm-hmm. and it was good. It was great. And then Isabel and I went out and we partied until, I don't know. So we had literally like two hours of sleep, mm-hmm. and we pull up um, for the next performance, and I'm literally just kind of like in the bathroom, and I'm like, I need to put myself together. So I just got so fucking high and I just felt in complete harmony, in complete peace with no inhibitions. What was she on? (laughs) You know, I guess just like a night of techno and like mad marijuana, honestly. Oh, hell yeah. Dude, it was, I think about it and I just got so like, damn. I craved that moment because what happened was we had a score that was maybe like 45 minutes long, but we were just following each other in terms of like section per section. And I took so goddamn long in each, each section because I just felt so inside of every movement. I wasn't before or I wasn't after. I was just so inside of it that I was aware that I was like, damn, I'm taking mad long and these girls are following me. I don't know if we're going to be mad late and like maybe we're going to keep on moving and the sound's going to be done. Mm. But it is what it is. It is what it is. And it was, it we landed when the wow. when the track ended, and it was just we all got off Magical. stage, and I was just like, "That's what performing is. It's mm-hmm. literally like the yin yang, like not giving a damn fuck, but also at the same time giving all the fucks in the world." Exactly, it's that that the harmony of dichotomy, or they're not being. Uh, there isn't an objective of like that binary. It's like living with all the truths at once kind yeah of thing. yeah like finding that yeah. that balance between you know yeah the duality of it not the yeah. polarity but the duality of it and you're being you're being and you're you know? being you're not doing you're, you're being you're, yeah which is why like substance sometimes would help that because you would I mean, it's I all do, about the trance yeah, yeah I, I go i go into a trance when i perform whether that's i think that at this point now it's easy for me when I'm in the trance, I'll be, be there'll be a moment of becoming self-aware that I'm being witnessed, and then there'll be like an exhale situation where I just decide to live it and remove myself from. Th- there's no worry. It's just like I'm injected, but yeah. yeah, I haven't performed in. Well, that's not true. I've performed. I haven't performed something that you know with Flucked with Monica. I feel so comfortable and I feel mm-hmm. so Beautiful. Uh, threaded in our meaning and narrative and there's just so much injected to it and I feel very secure because we have there's so much back and forth dialogue between us right. that it always makes so much sense and, and we like teach each other all along the way. But it's been a while since I performed alone, which is like something I'm trying to explore again now. Um because it's been so long and and I also would meet that situation where it it's the self-awareness of I know. And why am I alone? Why am I doing this? It, you know, it, asking these questions that I don't actually need to ask, but they come up because I'm conscious that people are watching. Yeah. Why, why am I deciding I need to share this? Every time I perform, honestly, I'm always just kind of like, <laughs> I don't know why I do this. One yeah. time on Coachella Cruise, which only existed one time, I was dancing with Grimes, this girl Lafayette Bless, who okay. I haven't seen forever, but... And Coachella Cruise? Yeah, I think it was it, on a cruise. I think it was like an experiment to see if they should do Coachella oh, on a cruise, to beautiful. be honest. I don't even know. Where'd even you guys know. cruise out to? Don't even know, bitch. <laughs> because, like... I was subject to 
hang out. I wasn't subject, but, you know, uh, Claire and me, like, friends from earlier. But at the time, she was just getting really... She was really popular. And there was no separation between the audience and artists because it was a cruise. Okay. So, you know, she would stay, she would stay back working a lot or doing whatever... And so I would go out and explore the cruise with uh, this other girl. And long story short, so then I've never been on a cruise. Yeah, okay, also what show, year? What I don't years? even know. 2014, 15. Okay, this is okay. a long time ago. And I don't even know. I've never been on a cruise. I did the first show. Second show, we were about to go on. And this, my friend, I mean, I call her my friend. I haven't seen her in like, whatever, like eight, seven, six years. I don't even know how long. She's like, I remember in the bathroom on this cruise, she's like painting my face and just watching her. I'm feeling so sick and I don't know what's going on. I just was like, I'm hungover and I'm trying to hide it. And she's painting my face and then she starts getting slower about it. And then she looks so scared. And I was like, what? What's wrong? She's like, the paint won't stay on your face. She's like, I don't know what's going on. You're like really sweating a lot. And I was like, I know. And then I just went into the bathroom and started puking. And then all of a sudden I couldn't feel my legs. And I was like... I was like so, 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 so sick. They had to go get a wheelchair and I was freaking out. I didn't even leave the boat ever. And I was like, I think I was stung by an exotic bug. <laughs> I was like, I am like, di- I'm dying. I thought I was dying. I couldn't feel my legs. They were, everything was numb. Oh my God. And then like the some like, you know, nurse came and they were like, I told them what was wrong. They're like, girl, you just have sea legs. I missed the performance. I missed like our second performance. It was just like one girl dancing with her. And I that felt so, so, luckily funny. everyone was super sweet to me about it, but. It sucked because it literally, I was only that sick for like two hours and then I kind of felt better. And I was like, amazing. I love that this happened right at the performance. Yeah, that's fucking After annoying. like rehearsing and practicing. Yeah, I was very excited because yeah. it was like a new um, like dancer friend. You know, we just kind of met on you the You guys cruise. were both performing with Grimes. Yeah. I don't know if we, I don't even know if it was in, in sync, but you know, she knew the, some of the vibes. Yeah. We rehearsed together. But. Okay. And then you and your girl, you guys were on choreography or you were both improvising? Yeah. It was like, okay. uh, I think, you know, I think like narrative choreography in the sense where there's some moments of dis- distinct choreography and then being like, all right. And then this part, we do like this kind of movement. We freestyle for that kind of, and that kind of expression. And we go back into the symmetry. What do you like better? I mean, how? Not what do you like better, but how do you feel about, like, movement direction versus choreography or versus choreographer? Oh, well, they're very they're very different and sometimes the same. I thought you were going to say something else, which I was going to be like, yeah, I did get invited to, like, go on a two-month tour and I haven't been... Like, I'm not, like, I don't see myself as a dancer anymore in the sense of, like, I would dance for an artist or, like... Who are you going to go on tour with, Grimes? No, no, no. That okay. was, like, okay, no, okay. someone else that my friend was, like will you help me, will you be my choreography assistant, work on the choreography, and then go on this tour? And I was like, bitch, no. Like, I would never go on tour unless I'm the talent. Because I'm too old for that shit. I was like, I can't. But the talent meaning the dancer? No, the talent meaning, like, I'm the main person who gets the attention. Not that it wouldn't be, like, not that it wouldn't have nice accommodations, but I've been on tour. I've been on tour multiple times in different capacities, and... I don't like having to advocate for myself. Not that I would have been the case, but I just have been in that situation too many times where yeah. you're the dancer. So people kind of just are like, you are a pawn. Yeah. That's what I was meaning about like when Tom and I were saying that like dance is kind of secondary, you know, in those moments when it's actually like, we're actually doing the most. We're here, holding the vibe. Yeah. Bitch. We're holding the vibe. <laughs> literally, we are your 
you are nothing without us yeah. for real the like, same choreography though i will say something that mm-hmm. shit transcends when you when you live perform the same mm-hmm. work over and over yeah damn you get good Oof. and it changes then you can finally instead of like just doing the choreography and you have whatever superficial you have, like, expression yeah. then you have wop da choo da Oh, you yeah. have like That's so much more beautiful. attitude. I want to perform. I know. I, I want. I, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If I have such a chaotic brain, I'd be doing something. Also, you're fine. Like, you've fine. done your we, repertoire. We like, all you're have having a moment. Baby. Yeah. We all have dreams. And, you know, when you're trying to work towards a new project, but everything's still so, like, in the air, you you have to start pulling things down. And so that's what I'm just thinking about. I'm like, I want to pull things down so then we can repeat them. Okay. Like keep... refining? Yeah. Like, like I'm saying, like the being on tour, it's like DDR. It's like, but it's like a routine, you know, it's like, okay, I go right, I go left, I go right, I go left. Once I know to go right and left, then I can start adding like bop, head, ah, there's my eyes. Ooh, there's my belly. Now I got attitude. Now it's my full expression. Now I'm living in it. Yeah. Like we can always impro- improvise and have that full, authentic, really powerful expression but then when you're doing it choreographically and it's something that you repeat over and over, then it can be also even more magic because there's maybe there's other people doing it or maybe there's interactions between you and people and it just becomes, it be, it transforms. It just always transforms. It always transforms. Yeah. And yeah. it becomes its own, it becomes something. Choreography, and that's why, that's why I'm like, okay, arguable that choreography is secondary because it is when when you know how to read it it is transformative it's so crazy but i know what you're, when you just said that i know what you're saying like i don't like watching most choreography i'll be like sure bitch you just did a bunch of moves that's that bullshit to me i didn't I know, even care i know but that's because it's like there's not there's a lot of choreographers there's a lot of dancers and in the dance world we're they're we're taught to just be good vessels to just replicate whatever the choreographer wants mm. but there's not that many great performers and great and this is why i got the podcast to host all the great performers podcast. So i'm like yeah word, bitch. yeah <laughs> how, like how was the process of before this i was a rock oh yeah and like well that was the you culmination know, of like yeah. the performance well that was really cool and also i was so grateful to the other dancers, Alshani, Madison, Chucky, because, you know, it was like coming out of quarantine, it was like quarantine vibes, and then yeah. we started rehearsing outside the East, uh, East River Park. Were and you the last fucking show there? I think you guys were. We were one of the last ones, yeah. That's cool. Which I didn't even really know that was happening, because I'm like pretty checked out in general, but... Um, or, like, I didn't believe it. People were like, oh, this is going to happen. I was like, hell no, that shit's epic. You know, like, what, how? But in any case, um, so it started off as, you know, a kind of a choreographic practice. Like, you know, we would, we learned, like, totally different choreography in the beginning. Like, I would just be making something up and, you know. Was the track was, already composed? No, no. Okay. I, no, it was like. You were starting only with choreo. Sometime, well, it's something I do go back and forth with, like. Whether you, sometimes I'd make, we'd make the, well, I would, sometimes I'd make the choreography first and I'd start working with them and I'd start to change the choreography and there's no sound. Okay. Or I'd put something on that kind of goes with it. Okay. Then later in the process, I would make music to the movement and okay. then we'd adjust the movement to the music. Okay. Um, and it, it goes back and forth like that. 
Well, there was something else I was going to say about that. Chucky Madison. Because it was like, this wasn't certain. I was like, oh, I know I want to make this piece. And the piece is like this. And that changed and morphed. And I was doing my own, like, research that was, I, in my eyes, parallel. But in a sense, I don't think it transcends through. And, like, for instance, you know, I, there's, like, a lot of little, like, samples in there that no one hears. Or some people hear and they thought it was funny, which is supposed to be funny. But it's all kind of you know, like notes from my own research and things I'm interested and care about. But what is the piece? We were supposed about? to use trampolines. Ooh, we were supposed to I had that's nice. I literally have like two, well, just two. I was gonna order the third if I so we also made masks. We made paper one time they came over we made paper mache masks and we were gonna use those. But then it got to the point where everything keeps changing and I'm fluid with or I like to move fluidly with how things shift and yeah. I was like, this seems too performative, blah 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 and the Bitch. outfits didn't turn out the way I thought they were going to be. The outfits were perfect. Everything was great. I mean, also, I really liked fine. that we sat so closely. Everybody that I was with that came with me, and they were like, well, why are we sitting on the lower? And I'm like, you guys, like, this is actually what it's about. Yeah. Like, this, you're not supposed to be really sitting on a chair. Although someone else was like, actually, you guys should have been further back because it was a very symmetrical performance. And I was like, I don't fucking know, Okay. I guess that's when also I went to the first true. Donda, so I kind of like got sidetracked when we right. got to the live piece. But yeah, yeah, yeah. What did I want to say about the sound and the? Well, sorry, but what was it? I know you forgot, but I'm gonna distract you even more. What was the perform? Like, what is that piece about? Well, because you said it was about well, time, and there's well, a metric. Let me let me tell you. Tell me about it. No, I mean. Uh, this I was a rock I don't even know why I came up with that or where I read that or some shit but you know I love I love philosophy and I love to hear different people's perceptions of like what is life what is the world what is God what is spirit what is everything and like before this I was a rock is I think I'm pretty I'm not stubborn but I I think I know it all. I know I don't know shit. Five houses Aquarius or five planets Aquarius. So like I'm just full air bitch. I'll be up here like da 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 da. And then I'm like, oh my god, what? Oh hell yeah, bitch. Let's go swimming. <laughs> and then I'm like, let's swim in those thoughts, baby. But um, wow, I'm so happy you moved. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, it was definitely about like time and thought and being a body that is. This is the body you're in, right? And this is how you think it'll be. And you believe you can change it in XYZ capacities, and you can, but it's actually like very cellular, right? Like you can mutate, you can change your thoughts. Some people will be like, oh, you can't change who you are. And to an extent, like that's true. So I think that title two reference, like before this, I was a rock thinking that I was hard. Like I thought I was so hard. And especially in the last couple of years, I've I love that dichotomy of hard and soft. And mm. Sometimes in like some bullshit yoga class I had to speak because it was all about being a bit more intense. I'd be like, you have to get soft to go hard mm. because they were yeah. so interested in just working out. And I was like, you need to understand, like you need to become like sensorially aware. You need to be spatially aware. Otherwise, there's no fucking way you're going to enhance your strength or gain more muscle in a productive manner. Your nervous system's going to block that. And... The time aspect, too, is, like, you know, time is, like, there isn't time, you know? Like, 
my ex, we used to talk about, we did this like residency together and we called it training in no time. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it was a lot of like improvisation. We do these exercises and we liked the games and philosophically we're like on this similar page. And I used to do love doing this thing. Whenever I have a day off, I'd be like walking in no time, which is like, I would just be like, okay, I'm going to get to this restaurant and have some food, but it's like two miles away. And while I walk, I'm just going to let myself be curious. Maybe I'll listen to a podcast. Maybe I'll pause the podcast. I'll explore this tree. I'll be with the tree. I didn't have formal art education, bitch. You know what I'm saying? I learned about that shit when I was like 29 or something. Some people are like, oh, that's like situationalist, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, okay, bitch, but anyone figure that out. It's called being like not manipulated by culture and expectations and whatever. Beautiful. Yeah, and so I love those opportunities when you don't have to be at work or have to go meet someone where you can just wander and indulge in curiosity. How is your relationship to, like, linear time today? Well, I'm always late. Sometimes I cancel. Uh, you know? How do you feel about... <laughs> I get Oh, I get really anxious, though. If there's a flight or, like... You know what I'm saying? When we're going to rehearsals for, like, a commercial project, I'm like, bitch, get outside. The Uber says it's here in three minutes. Like, if you're not fucking outside, I'm going to punch you in the face. And you're getting married this year. Like, how do you feel about September? How do you feel about linear time of the fact that you now have a band to, like... Well, I think it sounds chill. It sounds like I thought would, like, okay. happen. Although I definitely was like, bitch, if you ain't in for this, then I gotta go. <laughs> No, I'm kidding, but, like, I think that is... A Did you know, or were you surprised? I, um, well, I kind of, like, one time when we first started dating, he had made a comment about, like, not wanting to get married or have kids or something, and and I was, like, I just got paralyzed, even though mm-hmm. I'm, obviously, I don't live, like, a heteronormative or... Right straightforward life I still don't I don't want limitations Mm -hmm. I I want to believe that if I'm going to do anything if I were to have a kid or were to get married it would be different it would not be like something I saw in the movies this conventional system yeah but of course I'm probably conditioned for a fucking happy ever ever after I mean I grew up in that situation so I'm sure I'm looking for the same kind of woo woo amazing crazy person to live out some partnership fantasy because who doesn't want to uh, feel united with another outside of themselves and a company yeah, yeah. work towards some other goals yeah um, so I remember I just shut down and I went paralyzed and then like I didn't talk to him for a day he said what's going on and I was like well you know what I'm saying I did not say it like this I was like yeah. well um, you know uh, but I was you know I said I, yeah, I was like yeah. I don't have limitations on my love I I'm a fan. I want to, and I am, and I'm only interested in life being fantastical and creating like a beautiful world that I don't fucking see, and I really hope to achieve and move past all my fucked up traumas or whatever. Yeah. So, bitch, you know what I'm saying? Like, maybe I want to get married in some fucking on Mars or some shit. Like, right. Yeah. Um. So it's cool. I feel really grateful. You know, he's very logistical. But what I- sign is he? Oh, shit. I just froze. <laughs> June 18th? Ooh, that's a beautiful date. Well, I love 18. It's one of my favorite numbers. We have a lot of fun together. That's really nice. I'm happy for you. Yeah, it's cool. I mean, uh, it's really... Ins- he's very inspiring. <laughs> it's cool. No, he's very... Well, I, I'm... It's cool because he... he uh, what Right before uh, he asked me, like, 
because I'm, I don't push, but I think I've made conscious because we have a lot of fun together. We're like very compatible in a hang way. We're like besties. And we're like both very like funny and have fun. But I think I definitely like maybe had just been like, I've been through enough. You know what I'm saying? Like I've, I've done a lot. So like if this is not like serious, you know, I'm not. I'm like, not I really just, here to bitch, let me know. Yeah. Bitch, let me know because I have things to do. Yeah. Like, I have you things a busy going woman. On. I have things going yeah. on. I got to go somewhere. Yeah. But right before it happened, I remember I went, uh, I had been teaching a bunch of yoga and, you know, a lot of nostril breathing in my left nostril. I was realizing it was closing and I went to the nose doctor to be like, okay, maybe I have a deviated septum. What do I need to do? Okay. Side note, this bitch was like, well, since you're in your fourth decade of life, because I'm in my thirties, which means he's trying Bye. to sell me some shit. Bye. He was like, you need to get a full nose job. I went to him and I left because he was like, essentially, you know, you're going to have to get a full nose job. So I left there and I was like hysterical because I was like, I thought I was just going to, he was just going to like, they were going to maybe do some surgery on my insurance. Everything's okay. And I left like full chaos mode, like hysterical because one, I don't like want to do that. And two, it just sounds like crazy. And I, I was just overwhelmed because yeah. I didn't expect someone to tell me like right. your, your nose is so crazy and bone and the septum's all crazy. And you can't breathe from your left nostril. I can, but it just closes now and I think you know I've, I've gotten hit in the face like a million times from all my sports athletics and being okay a I've, I've been a very chaotic person but he said this thing when I was coming home this is back to David this is your man yeah he was like don't he said I don't know what he said but it was something like don't worry baby whatever it is like we'll get through it together forever like he said some sort of like which he hadn't been saying like some sort of forever like I got you kind of thing which is like we're not ignorant we've been together you know not so so long like two years but at the same time we're both very conscious and we've always been honest like I'm unsure you know and so all of a sudden I started clocking him being like us forever or this kind of language that was different like don't worry which was I was like I know I was because he arrived on his own he arrived on yeah. his own, and we'd also been very honest about being, like, realistic and talking about dynamics of our families or other families and just the way society is and grows. And then I remember being like, oh, my God, like, something's different. And we were going away to Mexico for our two-year anniversary. And I didn't tell anyone except my uncle, who I talked to. Jim? Was, yeah. I know, I got cl- to show Jim this later and be like, Jim, we talked about you. Because we don't talk that much anymore. Oh. Because he's right-wing, kind of. Also, you know... He's, he's also building a new family, and I get that. Okay, fine. In any case, so then, uh, right before I left, I did ask to say to Jim, he's the only person I said it to because I saw he texted my friend who's a jeweler, and I, I was like, they don't be texting. Oh, but they, I see. He was, like, consulting with her, but and I was like, yeah, he could have asked me to marry him, but that'd be crazy. I don't <gasps> think he'd do that. He's oh not really God. like that. So and that's the only person I told who I thought that that could happen. Or maybe I told Monica, too, like, maybe, but I kind of doubt it. that's so beautiful. But then I went and he did get me. And it was, like, the last day after I got seasick. Again. And I had a... Then after all that, he's still... That's when he uh, he proposed. And 
Okay, cute. listen, that is so sexy. Like I, you being like, nah, he's not about to propose, and then he proposes. Yeah, that's I was pretty some, surprised. That's a vibe. That's a. It was vibe. cute, and I. But I feel yeah. guilty. I feel guilty. That's also some fucking drama. But okay. I don't feel guilty, but like you know, it's like I don't identify as someone who'd be like. We're getting married. We're not like. So yes. I feel people are like, how are? What do you feel? Are you like? Meh? And I'm like, bitch, shut the no, fuck up. No, it's so badass. Know. It's so badass. It is badass because you're badass. already so anti, and like to for you to get married, it's its own thing. It's still it's traditional, counter. but it's anti-traditional. Yeah, and that's sexy. I did a piece in March, and we were holding these really heavy boxes. They were like 17 kilos, and um. This was so phenomenal. I never actually think about this, but I did a piece with these two colleagues of mine that I work a lot with in Mexico City, Ana and Camila. And for the first 40 minutes of these piece, we were in coffins. The Whoa, coffins the coffins were developed by my ex-boyfriend in 2018 because our, our friend died. And so he wanted to dedicate a moment. He made these three coffins. And at the last show that Andres had, um, he invited choreographers to come and activate his gestures. And so... Anna, Camila, and I got into these coffins and we moved the coffins from one side of the room to the other side of the room. And the sounds that they made on the floor just that. made a piece. Yeah. And so in 2021, when Vernacular was like, let's do something, I was like, let's go back to the coffins. Mm. But then this time they made the coffin so fucking heavy. Mm. I was like, yo, like the coffins originally were like four kilos, like nothing else. So now we were like doing something different, but the beginning of the piece always kind of like, alluded to the first edition of it which was um anna in a coffin camille in a coffin me in a coffin and you know we're in we have no reference of time we don't know what the fuck is going on we don't know what's happening in the outside world so we knew that we were going to be in these coffins for 40 minutes and we needed a cue amongst ourselves mm. to know that we were going to start what the was piece the so it was the most subtle and for me the thesis the most climax of the whole piece which was i started to just tap i started to knock yeah. i started to go like that on the head of the coffin and soon enough i did it long enough it's still subtle that the vibrations reached camila and then it reached anna so then we all noticed that we're like okay we're all knocking and then mm -hmm. as soon as that was acknowledged we would just gradually start knocking even more and then that's when everybody caught attention because everybody's like in the gallery like drinking and schmoozing Wondering. and they're just like yeah, oh three coffins mm -hmm. like wow the reason why i'm bringing commenting on it is because after the whole performance this man's he was like you know what's crazy is that when you guys were knocking like um an ambulance passed by and as soon as the ambulance like left wow. you guys started and i'm like that's choreography yeah that's choreography. That's literally... Synchronicity. Which the synchronicity goes back to the time, uh, you know, Carl Jung talks about that and uh, this wonderful person, L.D. Deutsch, Olar Deutsch, who lives in L.A., I love that she, she's been doing all these, like, lectures about time and, like, the synchronicities. It's not, it's not, it's not random, you know what I'm saying? This is, no. like, a different perception of time. It's not causal time, meaning, like, X happens, so Y happens. It's, like, a meeting, it, it 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 it's happening in a non-causal way, and it was perfect. And, and a culmination arises. Yeah, yeah, you don't even need to question like why the fuck it is, unless you want to like get into another conversation. But yeah, I, that is the choreography of like 
Here's what it is. It's when you're you're on the train and you're looking at someone or you're in a car and you see someone dancing on the side of the road and you're just it's chemistry. All of a sudden you're like, "Oh shit, like that is the vibe." I yeah. want that too. I want like I want to show I want to I want to read you this thing. Let me show you this thing because it's about it's like a conversation I just sent it to my brother. Let me find you. Uh, which I love so much. And I was like, this is exactly what I feel. Okay. Da, 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 da. Okay. There exists in the East a legend which relates that God made a statue of clay in his own image and asked the soul to enter into it. But the soul refused to enter into this prison for its nature is to fly above, about freely and not be limited and bound to any sort of captivity. The soul did not wish in the least to enter this prison. Then God asked the angels to play their music and as the angels played, the soul was moved to ecstasy. Through that ecstasy, in order to make this music more clear, clear to itself, it entered this body. Which, like, I really identify where it's like, the soul became captured into the body by just wanting to digest and, like, be and make sense of it. Anyways, it's from this book, The Mysticism of Sound and Music. Mm. Oh, Sufi you. Teaching of oh, of course, Sufi teaching. But I love yeah. that. I love that story. And there, it was funny because wow. you, you tapped on it earlier, this thing about, like, uh, dance being secondary to uh, sound. But I also, like, would revolt against that in the sense where it's, like, in order for sound to exist, there had to be a movement that happened first. Yeah. I had to move my wrists to move that rock, which made the sound. So, Lundy, this hip-hop uh, bitch that I sent you, her, she's so amazing because, like, her choreography is so simple. Like, it's, like... I love simple. It's, like, advanced, uh, intermediate level, and then you pull up, and she's giving you four movements and eight counts and it's because she's all about the musicality she's like it's all about the music and that's why that also goes back to like the choreography thing it's like the synchronicity thing it's like there's a rhythm to it there's a rhythm to regardless if there's a sound yeah. but there's a rhythm to it that is innate that's what's choreography yeah think about the clouds moving there's an f- epic choreography always moving epic, changing epic. it's the nature shout of- out to Shout out nature. The source. <laughs> Yo, shout out the source and nature, bitch. Shout out to Pachuma Mama. <laughs> I love this book. The writer, no shade, Katie Bowman. It's not corny, but I mean, I'm mad corny. I love to ride the line between cheese and corn. Period. Okay. That's okay. my name, Sigrid. Oh, Katie Bowman. Ooh. Okay. Yeah. No shade to Katie Bowman. There's this book I really like. Uh, it's like a series of essays, but that's what she says. But the only reason I would counteract that description of essays is because she kind of says these like sometimes like cheesy remarks that are sarcastic which is not a peer-reviewed journal type of essay you know what i'm saying but the book is really beautiful it's called why movement or movement matters and i really love it as a source of inspiration and also like a lot of different movement theories discuss and uh you know move forward with talking about this in terms of not necessarily synchronicity but what we're talking about the flow of life the choreography of existing in whatever plane dimension we're in, as they're paralleling uh, human anatomy and the nature of being a living human organism to nature. Like, you know, okay, a real simple explanation of something that's tapped into the book is like about how we are like trees in this sense. So just as a tree, when you cut it open, it shows the rings of its life. So does the body show its experience of life, whether I'm withered, I have some scars, I have... I've been smoking, so my face is more wrinkled. And also in this essence of, like, 
the way uh, bones work in the body in terms of also the way trees are. Like, okay, so the tree, the trees will continue to grow. And, you know, that aspect that when the branches grow, they won't touch each other. They'll move around it so they can access the light. So is a human with their survival skills. Like you, you develop these skills of how to move about existence so you can survive. You know, there's all these different wills of nature. Yeah, it's our vessel is a body of score. I will remember like a jaw rule song from 2011, <laughs> but I will fucking not remember a textbook that has doesn't have rhythm. Thank you so much for coming over and doing this. And thank yeah. you for having me. It's very sweet, and I'm glad we got into some authentic. Yeah. Embodied conversation. Yeah, honestly, sessions of therapy. I learned a lot. The D word is sponsored by Secretary of State.